Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we'll be talking about some NFL football as the San Francisco 49ers have a matchup over the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Bray Podcast. Now, before we end up going on break, we previewed what we're going to do with this week's show. Once again, talking about the 49ers and their upcoming matchup with the Indianapolis Colts. But before we do that, quickly recapping what happened last week. Nothing happened last week because the 49ers had a bye. So we spent last week kind of ranting about the Niners season up to this point where they can improve where they've succeeded and we've reached the conclusion that this team's in last place mostly because of injuries etc but team is really mediocre. That was kind of my main takeaway. I don't think they're going to catch the Rams but they're definitely still in the hunt. Of course they're going to need to win a lot of division games moving forward but when you end up getting uh, pretty much behind the eight ball because you have two solid teams in the NFC West. Seattle's you're not worried about because Seattle's about to fall apart. But the Rams and Arizona are both really good, and it's going to be tough for the Niners to really overtake them during the season. But stranger things have happened. We'll see what exactly occurs there. But looking at the actual Week 7 breakdown for the matchups, we have the Niners against the Colts in the Sunday Night Football and before we get into the actual matchup itself, since we can't recap the Niners uh, last week, we're going to recap how the Colts did last week because they had an, a very impressive win against the Houston Texans in which they won that game handily in blowout fashion. But of course, when you're talking about the uh, Colts beating the Texans, that doesn't really mean anything because the Texans are arguably the worst team in the entire league. So... Of course, you know, you want to win every game you play by about 28, but when you actually face off against one of the weaker teams, it doesn't really say much about your team because you did what you were supposed to do. But either way, Colts easily covered. Game went under uh, there. They won 31-3. And really, the main takeaway that you had was that when Carson Wentz is able to stay upright and he's not being fully harassed in the pocket, he actually looks pretty decent as a potential game manager, but he does show off some... Pretty solid arm strength at times, but Jonathan Taylor, 14 carries, 145 yards, two touchdowns. He had the 183-yard run, which set up a future touchdown run by him about two, three minutes later. So overall, I'm still fascinated by the Colts' actual play calling because Taylor should get the ball 20-something times a game, and he just doesn't. 
but he's been very solid this year anyway with the touches he's gotten. And you're looking at Wentz's stats, by the way. I forgot to mention he had 223 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, but only completed 11 passes. So really didn't do much in terms of the completion department, but he was efficient with his throws. A couple of big plays to the likes of Paris Campbell and to T.Y. Hilton, and that led to a nice easy win. But the defense was also the story because, of course, they give up three points, uh, forced two interceptions from Davis Mills, a QBR of 22.2 for, for Mills there, and they also sacked him twice. In addition to all that, they also recovered a fumble. Uh, so that definitely was a solid defensive performance. But once again, when you're facing off against a rookie quarterback with one of the worst offenses in the league, you do have to wonder how much of that's good defense and how much of that is just bad offense. But either way, Colts are now 2-4, and four, trying to slowly and methodically climb in the AFC South. But when you're in the same division as the Jaguars and the Texans, you can find yourself in second place. In sole possession of second place with a 2-4 and four record. But Tennessee's win against Buffalo definitely hurts Indianapolis because uh, the Colts are still two behind. And that's not exactly ideal because of the fact they still have to play the Bills on the road later on this year, which should not be fun. But Colts are hanging in there. Can't say they've looked great. Uh, they're probably not a playoff team. But at the end of the day, they were 0-3 to start the year. So at least they've made some steps in the right direction in the last couple of weeks. But overall, uh, looking at this overall matchup, you have the Niners who are favored in this spot, and they are currently being favored by about four points with a total of 44, or roughly 44 and a half, depending on where you shop your lines. But looking at the Niners, of course, the quarterback concern was the issue going into the bye, but Jimmy Garoppolo said publicly that he felt good in practice so he will be suiting up for this one, and he will be the starting quarterback. So after the Trey Lance experiment for one game, because of necessity, because Garoppolo was injured and they really didn't have anybody else, Lance is now injured, and he's on the shelf, so Garoppolo will be behind center, for better or for worse. Now, the 49ers have lost three in a row, against some pretty good competition. They lost to Green Bay by two. Green Bay has one loss on the year, one of the best teams in the NFC. Lost to Seattle by seven, but that was with Russell Wilson. Now, I still wasn't a big fan of that overall roster with Wilson, but I do acknowledge that Wilson finds ways to win games. That's what he does. And losing that game after you got in, after you injured your uh, starting quarterback midway through the game, I do think has some merit. But either way, uh, I think that has some, uh, I'd say some excusability is the word I should say. But then after that, lost to Arizona with a backup quarterback by seven. That is what it is. You punked up with the only undefeated team left in the league. And you ended up losing. But the Colts, I mentioned that they ended up beating the Texans uh, last week. They should have beaten the Ravens the week prior. Blew a massive lead in the second half and lost in overtime. And then beat the Dolphins the week before that, 27-17, to which doesn't really mean anything because the Dolphins are just not a very good football team. But going through everything here, the question is, what exactly do you expect coming off the bye? Because the Niners have really been struggling. Garoppolo's back now, but they're still going to be missing... The likes of George Kittle, which hurts. Of course, Mostert's still out for the year, so they're missing some of their key weapons. Now, Ayuk has been a complete non-factor so far this season. He needs to get it together, but Debo Samuel, still healthy, still very good, and we'll see if he can pretty much carry this offense uh, by himself in terms of the passing game. But the Colts' defense has really not been good, with the exception of that Texans game. Uh, just going through, they gave up 440-plus passing yards to Lamar Jackson. Uh, they gave up... Uh, 25 points to Tennessee, 27 to the Rams, which isn't bad, 
But I do think that if the Niners just don't turn the ball over, they should be able to put up 20 in this spot. The only question is, how's Garoppolo going to look? Is he going to struggle at all with his health? Because he hasn't played in about two weeks or so, so I'm curious if Russ will play a factor. But the Colts have looked better. Are they a good team? Not really. You beat the Dolphins and the Texans. Congratulations. I don't really know what that tells you. But the Ravens game was impressive before they choked it, so keep that in mind. But looking at the actual matchup here, I'm going to take the points with the Colts, and I'm going to look at the under. I think you're going to see a low-scoring game uh, just because of the fact that both teams aren't exactly built to score big plays. Now, I know that the Colts did have a couple of big plays in the passing game to Hilton and to Campbell, but Hilton got injured again midway through the game, so his status is currently up in the air. But I do think that they're going to end up seeing a lot of really slow and methodical uh, drives that will end up uh, really just taking a bunch of time off the clock. Now, Hilton hasn't been practicing this week. Paris Campbell, who caught the touchdown, is actually out for the year with a foot injury. Hilton might play. It's still meant to be seen. But the point is that I really question the Colts' weapons offensively besides Jonathan Taylor. And I do think that if the Niners are able to even limit the run, I think they'll be able to do enough to pretty much limit this Colts team to around 17 to 20 points. But the 49ers, kind of the same way. Uh, just looking at the weapons offensively, they don't really have any. You have Debo Samuel, that's basically it. Ayuk has been an afterthought, and the wide receiver just depth has really been non-existent for the Niners this season. Now, the defense has been battling, despite all the injuries, and I do acknowledge the fact that this team is still very, very, let's just say hungry on defense, because they've been outmanned, and they've still been competing, which is always a good sign. But I do think they'll have a good game plan off the bye, Shannon, though, the issue you have is that the fact remains he is a guy who loves to run the ball. And the Niners, with no moster, have been relying on Mitchell who uh, Mitchell and Sermon, who are two rookies, and both of them have not really been great. I think Mitchell's been better, but I don't think he's been amazing by any means. So I do think that the Niners, until they actually run the ball more successfully, are going to have issues. They're averaging 122 rushing yards per game, which sounds fine. But for Shanahan standards, that's really not as great as you want it to be. You probably want it closer to around 140, 150. So that forces Garoppolo to make more throws. And if you don't have enough weapons to help him out, they're going to have problems. So I do think this game will be close. I think it will come down to the wire. I think it will be low scoring. But I do, at the end of the day, decide, I think that there's value with the Colts. Just because I think the Colts are good enough to win this game. And I think that the Niners aren't really good enough to be laying four against this Indianapolis team that has been playing better football over the last couple of weeks. The question remains, if the Colts had ended up beating uh, the Ravens, would the spread still be four? Probably not. So I think that there's value on the Colts. I'm looking at the under as well. I think you're going to see both teams, as I said before, really just try to milk the clock, uh, run the ball, slow, intermediate, or short passes, which should lead to a couple of potentially seven-minute field goal drives. If you end up getting one of those, your under looks pretty good. But... I think this game will end somewhere in the realm of 20-17, to 17, so I do think you're going to find value with the underdog in what should be a low-scoring game. But looking at the uh, 49ers and their upcoming schedule, you have the Colts game, obviously, which I just talked about. Then you have the Bears. Then you have the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Jaguars. So the schedule does become a little bit easy uh, for some of the weeks up ahead, but... Once again, you're facing off against the Cardinals and the Rams back-to-back, -back, which sucks because, realistically, 
you might have to win both those games if you want any shot to actually win the division. You're four back uh, of Arizona, or really just three and a half back because they had the bye week in there. But the point is, they have really no shot to win the division. Uh, facing off against the Bears is nice, though, because Justin Fields has been struggling at quarterback. Not his fault. I think Nagy still being a head coach is an absolute joke, but the offense is a mess. I'll talk about that game next week. But you have the Jaguars coming up in the two games following uh, after the two games between the Cardinals and the Rams, which should be a free win because the Jaguars, despite winning last week, are not a good team at all. Face off against the Vikings, the Seahawks, I'm assuming Russ would be back by then, which is not ideal, but you do have some matchups against the Falcons, the Texans, and some games there, but the Niners schedule, I think, is manageable for the next couple of weeks. Of course, the Cardinals and Rams are not going to be ideal. Maybe they can find a way to win one. But I'm not sure how good Minnesota is, Seattle. I'm not sure what their story is going to be in December. But overall, the Niners should be able to, let's just say, stay afloat per se. I'm not sure if they're going to be over 500 because those two games against the Rams and the Cardinals are both at home, which might help. The Niners are 0 for at home this season, so I don't really know how much home field actually matters. But I am looking at a situation where I do think that the Niners will Probably win this game against the Colts. I don't think they're going to cover, but I can see them winning by three. It's a must-win game, in my opinion, because if you end up going into the... Let's just say you end up going into the Cardinals and Rams game uh, three and four. Let's assume they beat the Bears and they'll, they'll end up being three and four. That means that you might end up three and six, because it's really tough to envision them beating the Cardinals and Dash or the Rams. So you might have your work cut out for you. And I think the 49ers definitely would rather, obviously, be 4-3 and three going into those two games against the Cardinals and Rams than 3-4 and four or even, worst case scenario, 2-5. and five. But either way, that's going to do for this installment of the Betting Barrier Podcast here on the Blue Podcast Network. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.